Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Hey there, ghosties. In this episode, I'll be doing a live reading with one of my beloved listeners. Every Wednesday, listen in on an intimate conversation and get inspired as we explore perspectives on life, love, and the human condition. Along the way, we'll uncover valuable insights and practical lessons that you can apply to your own life. And don't forget to hit subscribe or at the very least mark your calendars because every Sunday I'll be back with your weekly horoscope. And that you don't want to miss. Let's get started. Natalie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. What would you like a reading about? I would like a reading about Grand Trine Envy. I kind of hate that I even kind of feel this way, but yeah, my question is based around having admiration for people with the aspect and wondering how to maybe embody grand trine energy without having the aspect in my chart. So I love your question. I don't think you're alone. Like, I just don't think you're alone in having trine envy slash also. Here's the thing. I want to ask you what you think it means to have a grand trine. Okay, I knew you were going to ask me. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought a little bit about it. And to me, it means having flow and ease, maybe more in certain situations than others. I I feel like it means like the universe gave you some sort of blessing to like Mm. (laughs) be able to maybe like accomplish more or... It was almost like, good job, kid. You did a good job. Here's a trine for this lifetime or something. (laughs) Interesting. So so some of this is you're feeling that it's like a spiritual gift that is a validation of worthiness. Man, I wish that it wasn't true, but I think that's that's part of the truth. I also think that I see people who I know have grand trines and like, they're really wonderful leaders. I really love good leadership. Mm -hmm. And I I think there's a part of me that's also like, how are they doing it? Like, how are they able to just let go of things and have things happen with more ease, I guess? Yeah. There's so many layers to this. And before I forget, you were born November 18th, 1989, 11.59 p.m. in Sonoma, California. So, okay, there's so many things I want to say. I'm very excited to have this conversation. Okay, so first of all, when I first started studying astrology and working, not studying, when I started working with clients in somewhere in the first decade, I was really shocked when I found that most of the time when I had clients come in who were stuck they were stuck. A lot of times they came from class privilege and that class privilege enabled them to be like really stuck Mm. in their lives. Grand trines. Mm. Also, when people had specifically opiate addictions, this is what I noticed in my practice and it might've been the kind of grand trines they were. I don't know because I didn't, you know, I I focus on the counseling instead of like the cultivation of evidence, right? But people who have serious ongoing addiction with opiates, a lot of times those people had multiple grand trines. And it really stunned me in this first 10 years of my practice because I thought more of what you think, which is like, 
A grand trend is a gift from the universe. It's the universe kissing you on each cheek and telling you that you're pretty and people like you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it can be. A trine can do that. And for those who don't know, a grand trine is when you've got three or more planets and they're all in the same element, like fire, earth, air, water, whatever, and they're all trining each other. So it's a grand trine, not just a trine, it's a grand. And so it is very lovely to have. Slash also, I am not of the mind that there is anything moralistically superior or inferior about having a challenging chart or an easy chart like at all. And I want to say that emphatically. And I know that there are certain branches of, of astrology and certain astrologers that would disagree with me on that. And I think they're wrong. So I'm just going to say that to you first and foremost. And the other thing is a trine is an ease and flow of energy, which means there's no fire under the ass of a trine or a grand trine. Mm. So if you are seeing people who have great leadership abilities and they're actively doing things. They're like pressing forward in the world. And you're seeing that they have grand trines. I can promise you that's not all they have going on. They also have squares, oppositions, grand crosses, T-squares that the grand trine is supporting because the, a grand trine alone is a flow of energy. But what happens when everything flows? You tend to enjoy it. You tend to bask. It is not a leadership placement. You know, some grand trines can be. But I wanted to just like first and foremost share that because I think it's really tempting but also dangerous to idealize certain aspects, whether you have them or you don't. Yeah, and I agree with you, which is why I wanted to be careful how I ask the question. I'm realizing as you're talking that maybe it's that I'm curious where in my configuration of my chart, where can I find ease. I guess there's just been a lot of stuckness, a lot of, of a lot of hard things for a long time. And I'm kind of like, okay, there has to be some way I have a lot of water. There has to be like some way to like, and to go with the flow more with what mm -hmm. I have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Of course it does. Yeah. When you ask the question about Grand Trine Envy, which is just a great title, by the way. <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> Obviously, it's not really about trines. It's about what you perceive to be a lack of flow or ease in you, right? And yeah. so we've already kind of gotten rid of the part where you're like fixating on other people's aspects because if you were not born with a grand trine, you do not have a grand trine and there's nothing you're going to do to get a grand trine because that's no. not how astrology <laughs> works, right? So that said, yeah, you have in your birth chart, I mean, you're a damn Scorpio, first of all, the most relaxed and chill of all the signs. That's sarcasm. Um, <laughs> but also you've got Mars and Pluto conjunct in Scorpio. So while, yes, this is a water, these are water placements, they're fixed water placements, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And Mars conjunct to Pluto in the birth chart is a birth chart aspect that gives you really intense survival mechanisms that compel you to seek safety because there's the perception of a lack of safety kind of chronically. Yeah, absolutely. And so guess what? You got a trine. You got a, you got a, a trine in your birth chart. You got a couple <laughs> to your ascendant, but really your big news trine is from your Mars-Pluto conjunction to Jupiter, Jupiter-Chiron conjunction. Yeah. And so you have this beautiful trine that is not what you're asking about, like ease and oh. flow, because it creates 
resources and access to resources because Mars and Pluto are trying to Jupiter in the 11th and Cancer conjunct Chiron. So you have access to people and places and organizations and concepts that help you to cope with your Pluto Mars, to make use of your Pluto Mars. But is that going to feel like ease to you? Ease to you, you have a stellium in Capricorn. What is ease to a stellium in Capricorn, my friend? Um, it's labor. It's meaning. It's purpose. Exactly. As a fellow Capricorn stellium person, I will say, I think that for a lot of humans, being driven by ease and pleasure and joy and flow just doesn't make any sense. You've got Uranus, Neptune, Saturn, Venus, all in Capricorn because your life is super easy yeah. and it's all in the fifth house. So that's the place of play and creativity. And to make things more complex, it's intercepted. And so for you, giving yourself permission to be who you are and to accept that when you prioritize and seek ease, you approach it like a fixed water person or a Capricorn stellium person. You go about working on it. You work really hard at finding ease. Am I, <laughs> am I, am I right here? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You'll do anything. Just yep. tell me what to do and then I'll Correct. relax. That's right. Tell me what to do. Give me the plan. I'll do it. I'll, yeah. I'll freaking do it. Yeah. Somewhere you read about grand trines and you're like, I'll work on that. I want one of those. That will, that'll fix the problem. <laughs> so this is really good logic. It is high functioning logic, completely useless in this particular endeavor, but very helpful in other parts of your life. What I want to kind of like ground you into is when you have experienced the greatest amounts of joy and flow and ease, was it specifically when you had worked hard on something and it had come to materialize on some level? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Not just anything, but something I felt or feel deeply connected to and purposeful. Yep. Doing. There it is. Like there is no bliss like that to me. Right. Living in alignment. Yes. Building up a sweat, yes. rolling that Sisyphus ball up the hill and then being like, oh, it stayed. It stayed for a full minute. That yes. is your joy. And so if you seek and pursue, joy and ease, what you will find is that you're doing something that is not self-appropriate yeah. and you're turning yourself into a pretzel and it feels like shit. Yeah. And when you seek meaning and purpose and intensity and depth of engagement, joy lives there and you happen to find joy there and you find ease because part of ease for you is struggle. Pluto conjunction to Mars and Scorpio. I mean, that that is your happy place. But I will say that the pursuit of ease and happiness is not what brings you to ease and happiness. The pursuit of ease and happiness brings you to trying to be someone you're not and to feel ways you don't and to do things that are outside of your nature, which totally. feels like trash. 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 Yeah. You know, then you go on the internet and every spiritual self-help thing is like rest chill out. Find your bliss. Don't <laughs> judge yourself. And you're like, fuck, fuck, I have to relax. I have to like, it's just it's not all things are for all people at all times is what yeah. I want to ground you into. So yeah. let me ask a couple, couple questions. Yeah. What do you do for work? So I am a care worker. 
I have said I do threshold work. So I help people who are crossing moments in their life. So at end of life and lately, particularly a lot of people in my life have died and I've helped them through that threshold. Sorry. But um, thank you. It's it's the biggest honor and devastating at the same time. I mean, yeah. I'm a clinical herbalist and I teach flower essences at an herbal school. And I spent many years farming. Like I've built a ton of skills having to do with things that I value and really care about. And I'm having a hard time finding the funnel or Mm. like the place for them to come together and to work. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, and I was sitting here with your chart and I was like, okay, what is it that you're going to tell me you do? I was like, oh, you're going to tell me you're a death doula because you've got the chart of a death doula. You're just like, let me, let me put my fists in the most painful moments. That's where your joy lives. And I don't want to skip past that. That is beautiful. It's not always sustainable. It's not joyful in a way that people traditionally mean it. And I don't know. You come into this life with stellium and Capricorn and another stellium and Scorpio. Yeah, it's what you get. It's not bad. <laughs> we need you. We, no. we, you know, we we need we need this. This is this is good. And I want to like before I jump into anything else, I just want to validate that what you're describing is a really healthy, self appropriate embodiment of who you are, and you don't need to be different. I want to kind of give you that. You know, not just like as your pal cheerleading you, but like as an astrologer, there's nothing out of whack here. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. This is part of why we love astrology, because it's like there's math, you know, it's like, oh, this is your nature. You're not supposed to be like easy breezy, blah, blah, blah. Right. No, no. And I and I I guess I don't want to be. And it's interesting because I do find ease in helping people die. Like it comes very naturally to me. I love doing it. That sounds weird. It may sound weird, but I got the message very young from spirit was just like, you're here to help people die. And I was like, okay, I can do that. So I feel very capable of it to a certain extent, but I'm also extremely sensitive and I have had a hard time finding a balance of spiritual hygiene and self-care and doing this kind of big, heavy work. Yeah. That brings me to the the next piece, which is you're young. Do you think you're young or do you not think you're young? You know, I, I think I'm young. I mean, okay, cool. I don't know if I always think that, but I, I mean, I got the Capricorn thing, like I'm running out of time, but, <laughs> but, but you're I young. do think I'm young. You, you, and you're how old exactly? 33. Yeah. Okay. For whatever it's worth, when I think of my 33rd year, I think of myself as a child still. Like it, it's for whatever that's worth. It might be worth nothing, but 33 you're young. Okay. So if you knew the funnel for all of your passions and interests, if you knew exactly what you were meant to do and exactly how you were meant to do it at 33, might you get bored of it by the time you were 43? Yes. Okay. Okay. So if we kind of pull back from this part of you that is like, okay, if I don't have the answers at 33, or at 26, or whatever age it is you're torturing yourself around, and you just check in with, am I rising to the occasion of what I'm capable of and what's in front of me right now? Great question. Yeah. That's the only thing you need to ask yourself, because I can tell you as an astrologer and also as a person who's older than you, 
some of the things that seem completely disconnected from everything you're doing in five years when the world changes and technology changes and you change, all of a sudden that weird random thing you did at one point in your life will become kind of central to mm. integrating the things you're doing now. And at 33, you may have already had some experience with this. Yeah? Yes, yes. yes. Right. I love so, when that happens. And it will happen because what you're saying to me is I love what I do and I've loved other things that I did when I did them, but I don't know what the bow, how to like tie up this, this prezi. Like, I don't know what the cherry on top is. Like, I don't know how to kind of bring it all together and what it all means together in one's early to mid thirties. A very common thing that we experience is struggling with trying to make sense of how to integrate all the things we've done so far with our adulthood. Mm -hmm. It's not just you, but because you're on kind of like a self-created path, you know, and you're not just like working at a corporation or whatever, it's much more in your hands and it's much more stressing for you. But luckily you're really good at this problem. Unlike a grand trine vibe, <laughs> you're actually really good at being like, okay, well, this is the reality I'm living in. This is what needs to be done. And then to spend, you know, several hours, months, years, sometimes resisting the work because you're very good at that with all that fixed uh, energy. Right. But, you know, that's part of your process. Yeah. That's part of your process. But And before you go, like, torturing yourself about that, who could help someone pass from this world and derive the level of joy from it that you do without either a very fixed nature or a very mutable nature. And this brings me to your Jupiter because <laughs> your Jupiter sits on top of Chiron. And oh, it is the, Yeah, but this is good because it is the things that you struggle with. It is your core wounds around how to love yourself and how to nurture the world that you care about. It is those kind of core wounds that are where you're a healer. So it's that healer heal thyself, Mishigas. The struggles that you have are exactly the struggles you're meant to have because they are doorways and trapdoors and windows and, you know, all manner of other metaphors for doors into your ability to grow and transmute and transform. And Pluto Mars is trying your Jupiter Chiron, right? You know, this is your water. This is your capacity. And for you, life is often very hard. No value judgment. But this is where what's important for me to say. Ease does not equal good. And challenge does not equal bad. Also, terrible things happen to wonderful people. And wonderful things happen to terrible people. This is where we got to talk to some of that fixed energy. We got to talk to that Virgo rising to say... The struggle that is inherent to your nature is in some ways a real pain in your fucking ass and in some ways a perfect gift and in no way a reflection on your value as a human. Yeah. The thing about all that Capricorn is, you know, navigating the 3D, you know, living, living in this society we live in. Yeah, Capricorn, it's really good for that, actually. Mm -hmm. It's actually really good for that. Mm -hmm. So you've been able to structure the learning you needed and to meet with the people you needed to meet with. Like you've actually are very good at this, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because you have so many conjunctions in your birth chart, your ability to perceive things in a really kind of 
centralized way, like when we have a lot of conjunctions in the birth chart, you know, our perspective is our fucking perspective, you know, for better or for worse. There's like pros and cons to this, but it empowers you to be so clear about what it is you're called to do or what it is that is a no for you that it functions in some ways like you idealize a grand trying to function. You know, I'm not trying to like shit on grand trines. I don't want to get a bunch of emails from people being like, but I have a grand trine. Like a grand trine is lovely, but it's not the only way to get loveliness in life. We all know how important it is to continue to mask in public indoor spaces. And that's why I want to tell you about Project N95.org. Their nonprofit mission is to protect communities and those who live and work in them by providing equitable access to resources that keep people safe through COVID-19 and beyond. If you're unable to afford high-quality respiratory protection, Project N95 may be able to help. And if you can afford to buy yourself high-quality masks, this is a great place to buy them. Visit projectn95.org to keep yourself and your community safe. And so this brings me to wanting to pause and just check in and see, are there specific areas of your life that you're like, "Mm, but help me with X? Yes. Hit me. There's a couple areas that really come up. One is has to do with home and the other has to do with money. Okay. I'm really scared to make money helping people die or doing my, like, I don't know if you call it Dharma or something. It's like Mm -hmm. very, there's some kind of blockage for me. I don't know if it's a worthiness thing. I don't know if it's like, I really just want to do this because I love it. And I feel like people who can't afford it and people, all people should die well if they can. And also like, yeah, I've been struggling with the reality of like, do I I cannot work for people I do not respect and I cannot work for people who aren't good workers Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so like I usually end up like in a job situation where like I end up kind of like doing way more things than I should be in order to like keep the situation feeling good for me Mm. and I'm just like I you know do I dive headfirst into the death duel thing and just be like yes I'm gonna create a business I'm gonna do this thing and I'm gonna put all of my like resources and time and like world into it or do I focus on like getting a job somewhere that has some stability where I can like pay off some debt do you get what I'm saying yeah of course of course yeah so there's a number of things to point to here the first is you have Venus conjunct Saturn and Neptune and Venus is my Saturn your Saturn (laughs) oh that's nice I like that here's the thing about Neptune conjunction to Venus it's like money shouldn't exist I shouldn't have it. No one should have it. Money is an illusion. Right. (laughs) Right. Here's here's what Saturn Venus conjunction means. Money is real. I love beautiful quality things. Money is a reflection on value and investment. I deserve money. Everyone deserves money. If you work, you should receive. You just nailed it. You nailed it. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's not my first time. You're welcome. A lot of people have this thing that you have that you've named about like the complexity of asking for money for spiritual service, right? And I am of the mind that if you are doing something of value, that you should be compensated for that value. And there's so many ways to be compensated. Now, one really foundational way is just because you're doing good work in the world doesn't mean you don't have to pay rent. 
or for medical insurance or for shoes. And that's to speak nothing of the things that we all need for self-care, like a beautifully scented candle or like a water filter, you know, for your tap, you know, like all the things. I reject wholeheartedly the idea that because you're doing something good, you shouldn't get paid. <laughs> it's yeah. bullshit capitalism, right? Okay, sure, sure. And a lot of people would disagree with me on that, and that's fair. But the key is to find a way, and you're not exactly naming capitalism, but I am, so we're going to just do that. Yeah, I, I am. Yeah. You are. Okay, great. The thing to do is to think about how can I build a business that empowers me to offer free or low-cost services to people who maybe can't afford it? Like, how can I create a career? And it's not about how can I start and in the first two months be doing this? Because that's not realistic if you are not independently wealthy. Are you independently wealthy? No. Okay, cool. So then it is not realistic for you to straight out the gate, but you can create a business model that empowers you once you have your foundational needs met to be thinking about how to create a way of working that reflects your values and that reflects your community mindedness, but mm -hmm. not at the expense of your own ability to take care of yourself. Because this is a thing a lot of people do in their 20s and their early 30s. Yes, I've done it for of course. so long. I'm so over it. This is why I'm always saying millennials need to be careful that you don't become boomers because oh, no. all of the self-sacrifice and all of the like sucking it up and the not doing the thing, once you hit a certain age becomes, fuck it, I'm going to just do what I need to do for me, which is what happened to the boomers. Correct. They were at Woodstock and now yep. you know where they are, right? Yep. So it's a very different thing. And so what we need to make sure for your generation with this fixed sign Pluto, this Pluto and Scorpio is that you find ways of having a bit more balance in how you approach the conversation between self-care and community-mindedness so that it's sustainable, so that you don't burn out by the time you're 36 yeah. and then say, fuck it. That said, the death doula question, is that a great goal for you? 100% yes. No question. Can you create a business and sustain it? You got to fucking sell you in Capricorn. Obviously, yes, you can. <laughs> Obviously, yes. Do you have a business plan? I don't know. Is your business plan good enough? I don't know. You know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You're not, wouldn't be the first death doula. And you can also look to other kinds of private practices to see how that goes, right? So there's like two questions you asked within your one question. And, and one question was, should I do this? And the other thing is, really, should I do this now? Yeah. And what I can tell you is that you currently have Pluto forming a trine to your midheaven at 27 degrees and 53 minutes of Taurus. This is a powerful time for you to be structuring the direction of your life. Mm -hmm. And it is for you to determine whether the best way to do that is to first get a job while you build up your business plan or you build up your on-the-side experience or whatever, make some money, and then have a plan of exactly when and how you'll start your private practice okay. or if you just go to the private practice. And we want to come back to this thing that you have about like, there's a good answer and a bad answer. There's uh, a right yeah. and a wrong. Yep. You know, all there is is action and consequence. That's all there is. Sitting here, I can't tell you, I mean, if I digged, I probably could, but like at this moment, I can't tell you which one is better. I don't see either is exactly wrong. Both have consequences that are imperfect and both have consequences that I think will be really great for you. 
-hmm. So the question for you, and I will just say the reason why I'm not just giving you an answer, which I actually kind of enjoy doing for people, is because for you to be able to look at a situation that is not perfect, to be able to assess what's right for you, and to give yourself permission to compromise some things for now, is such an important life skill. And in doing this, so what I've done is I've like shrunk down your choices and your motivations are behind your choices. But I would encourage you to really play with this on your own because I just don't think there's a wrong answer. I think there's different choices. Does that, does that feel okay? Yeah, it does. It it truly, it does. I tend to want people to just give me answers and that never tends to be the answer. No, it's not. Your North (laughs) Node, you know, and you're too young for us to talk too much about the North Node, but your North Node is an Aquarius. You need to find your own fucking way and your way is not going to be my way. Your way is going to be your way. Totally. And so again, this is about recognizing that there's something deep inside of you that's always seeking the right answer and to avoid all complications and mistakes. And that's a banana soup that you don't want to eat. That's not it. So instead, it's about recognizing these are the choices. These are the consequences. Which consequences am I more willing to tangle with? Yeah, I think the thing I've been untangling a little bit around this is like, I have to have all these things perfect before I do this other thing. Like I have to, you know, have land where I'm tending the earth because like my earth connection is a huge part of my death work and like sustainability of my death work. So like, I have to have a home that works for me where I feel safe before I can do this thing that takes all this spiritual energy and, and you know what I mean? And so I feel like I've been like cart before the horse, but I'm so yearning for something that I, I make steps that are ahead of where I actually am. Correct. Land is a great goal for you. It's a wonderful goal for you. And you're right. It's it's like probably six steps ahead of where you are. (laughs) And, And some of what you're picking up from your guidance is lands as important. And it's true because it's a way to anchor yourself into home, right? Yeah. But you're misunderstanding part of that download. Okay. You're home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're the meat suit. You're the home. So that's I actually, know. that's the step you're at now is being able to find home within yourself, being able to anchor into your own, you know, the real estate you own in this life, the body, right? That's so true. It's yeah. so true. Yeah. That's the the download. And because you're so quick to jump, you know, you get a little download from your guides and you're like jumping up and you're like, okay, I'm off, you know, I'm going to do it. Instead of sitting with the download and really like allowing yourself to explore the parts you don't understand and the parts that feel like, eh, because in being able to do that, you actually get more data, more nuanced data. In our rush to action, we will often miss out on that. And, you know, again, from one Capricorn stellium to another, This is a lifelong challenge. And in the realm of problems, it's a very high functioning problem, right? We want to be grateful for that. (laughs) But this is just, it's just your process. Now, you named something about home. What was that question? Or or did we just address it? Well, I've never left the Bay Area. You mean you've never left the Bay Area? No, no. Like I've never lived. Lived elsewhere. Elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I've traveled, you know, here and there, but like I've. I've never lived outside of the Bay Area and my family has been here. My family is like four generations from San Francisco, you know, like my family has been here. My family is here. And I'm feeling like, I don't know if I'm going to find myself here anymore because one, I end up like doing too much for for people. 
I don't know if that's the, the way to put it, but like I over show for my family. A lot of the time I have, you know, some codependency stuff with my mom and that is by design. That is your mother's design. I know it is. So let me just say this. You have a Pluto moon square. And generally speaking, not always, but generally speaking, when people have a Pluto moon square, it is in their best interest to be, I would say, this is super say. random, but like at least a three hour drive away. Like at least, okay. you know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah, go. Yeah. Get out of here. Thank Get you. out of Thank here. Thank you. Thank you. But, but <laughs> so, so what we're clear about is it's safe to stay. It's easy to stay it's and easy. you kind of know in your gut that you need to go. Yeah. So the question is, then where are you called to go? And you get to spend a couple of years figuring this out if that's what it takes. Just because we've identified the question, okay. my fixed friend, uh -huh. does not mean that identifying the question means now the clock is ticking. You need to figure out the answer. It instead means, okay, is there a place you're called to and can you financially mentally all the things tolerate checking out a place making the decision to live there for sure. six months or a year instead of making the decision you know with all that fixed energy yeah i keep on seeing new mexico is that on your list well yeah it's like somewhere south of here okay southern california southern of this zone in the southern zone <laughs> so you want to stay like west coasty I mean, I love the idea of being on the East Coast. I just, I don't think that's out of the possibility, but I, I don't know if that it is a possibility. So anything is possible. I mean, you have a passport for the United States. You can go anywhere in the United States. Anything is possible. Yeah, Could yeah. you tolerate winter? Yeah, you have a stellium and Capricorn. Of course, you yeah. can tolerate winter. Yeah. Do you want to? That's a different conversation. Totally. And I think that this is where straight out the gate, you're going into scarcity mindedness and you're going into what is or isn't possible instead of what lights you up yeah and that's so true this is where any place that you consider going to is going to be labor so it's going to feel like a no instead of thinking about where should i move start exploring with whatever spiritual tools you have the land okay yes yes new mexico is big so where where in new mexico is the land calling you if anywhere it's okay. important for you to first tap into the woo the, the feeling. And then you might have like a weirdly short list or a weirdly long list. Doesn't matter. These are places you just felt a yes. Okay. Then once you feel a yes, then you can start thinking about like, okay, so this place is in a, a really intense fire path. So even though I feel called to the land, I don't really want to take that risk. I'm scared of fire. Okay. So we're going to take that off the list. I think that this is where you want to use that Capricorn Virgo risingness to only focus on one part of your homework at a time. Because if you try to do everything at a time, okay. you feel ineffectual, you feel overwhelmed, and it doesn't work. Capiche? Capiche. Excellent. <laughs> I love a capiche. So did we answer your grand trying envy question? Is there anything else that's like smuggling in your mind? I'm just wondering about this like fifth health interception and the future of my relationships because of it. Because COVID has been a no not a lot of intimacy you know I'm a chronically ill person as well so it's like I haven't been in a partnership like I've dated but I haven't been in a partnership since like 2017 mm. yeah I'm just wondering if anything comes up intuitively about this or if you have anything to add yeah Venus conjunction to Neptune 
it's I call it the princess aspect. It's like, you know how every Disney princess, when she gets kissed by a prince, her little foot pops up. Yeah. Like that's a thing. You kind of Venus Neptune conjunction, you've got that. You know, you've got this idea that the perfect person will come. And when the perfect person comes, it'll feel perfect yeah. and easy. And it inclines you to idealize people or yourself or, you know, the other direction can go either way. Now, Saturn yeah. conjunction to Venus is like everything's toil. Nothing's easy. Loneliness is inevitable. Relationships end in heartache, so why bother, right? So you've got your work cut out for you, and we're not sure. even talking about the Scorpio stuff, right? Oh, sure. And so most people who have strong Venus-Saturn aspects don't end up partnered before their mid-30s. Okay. Some do, but most don't, has been my experience. That you haven't found it yet, I, I mean, it means astrology works to me. That's all okay. it means, awesome. you know, so, so for whatever that's worth. That's great. The person, I, yeah, yeah. The person you were at 27, just a couple years ago, six years ago, you recognize that person because. Barely. Yeah, barely. So just think two years from now, who who the fuck are you going to be? And oh. do you need to be saddled with a human no. yet? Right. <laughs> you're, you're really, you're, you're working your shit out. So I want to just kind of like give you that. Now okay. I can do that. There is this larger conversation about, I think you have a, a lot of mixed ideas about what you want from partnership. Yeah. And so sometimes you go for like the cutesy thing and then sometimes you go for the heavy thing and you have a hard time not compartmentalizing and dating out of compartmentalization. Sure. And that's a you thing, right? That's a you thing to work on while you're single or not. Okay. The stuff that we have talked about around direction and career and identity is really up for you right now. Yeah. Whereas intimacy and dating it's up for you because you're scared it won't <laughs> it's time. Yeah. It's not actually up I can for appreciate you. that. Yeah. 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 I thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So I want to just kind of acknowledge that and say that in the meantime, what would be valuable for you to do is to explore the ways in which you would actually enjoy being in partnership and the ways that you wouldn't. And an easy way to do that is to look at other couples. Some can be fictional, some can be real, right? that you think not just look good, but look like something you would enjoy being in. Okay. You're somebody who knows how to build things when you're clear about what you want. Yeah. And you have never been clear about what you wanted with love. You're clear about what you don't want. You're not clear about what no. you want. No, it's true. So when you make a shift to being able to be clear about what you say yes to, you'll be able to recognize it when it crosses your path. You'll be able to resonate with it. Uh -huh. And and you might just try noticing right now, like, you know, right now over the next, you know, six, nine months of your life, how frequently you reaffirm your clarity about what you don't want and how frequently you reaffirm your clarity about what you don't have. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Because that'll just reflect back to you like, oh, I'm investing in these things. Mm. I'm, I'm returning to these things. I'm investing in these things. Mm -hmm. And that's not the greatest news in town, right? It's not what you want. You don't need to be partnered to be happy, but you want to have a partner. And so <sighs> that, that's just a place to give yourself permission to have mixed emotions and be in nuance, you know? Thank you. Yeah. 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 You're welcome. And, <laughs> and, you know, it's just kind of like I said earlier in our conversation that sometimes the thing that seems super fucking disconnected from all the things ends up being the thing, right? right. You, you can't know <laughs> what this is going to look like because you don't know what you're going to look like. You don't know what you want. It's and so true. just le let that be messy and out of your control 
You don't need a trying to do it. Luckily, you know, you just don't need a trying to do it. Look at you. Look at you. Well, Natalie, I want to thank you so much for asking a great question and showing all the way up. This this topic is just so dear to my heart. This like not being motivated by joy, not have being motivated by ease. Not because I don't have a grand trine. I actually do have a grand trine. I'm sorry. Ooh. Kind of. I kind of have one. Kind of. Lucky. Just well, no, no, it's true. <laughs> I, I mean, it depends on whether or not you 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 count it with a angle as opposed to planets. So okay. Okay. a lot of astrologers would say I don't. Some astrologers would say I do. Okay. I'm in the I'm in the ish. You're I'm in, in the, the ish. ish. The trine ish. The kind of convictions you have behind the grand trine and what it means, it's not it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, your chart is it. Every mm-hmm. one of our individual charts is it. We just got to yeah. find a way to like find that judge in a yeah. way that is you. That's the move. And I actually think you're you're doing that. I think if you s- stop being so, I, what are the words for that? But like, I see that. Yeah. Up in your head and like, you would, you would actually like have a little more faith in that. But this is something that's hard to do, you know, when you're young and yeah. will get easier as you age. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah. Just really appreciate you. Every year they say the end.